Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, my friends. Christos Anesti. I'm your host and friend, Reverend Sean McCain, and I'd like to welcome listeners to Sacred Sunday. Sacred Sunday was created to just focus on the tenet that Sunday is a special day to set aside some time for spiritual focus, meditation, and prayer. All faiths are welcome. I'm a Christian in recovery, and all Bibles readings will be out of the Ryrie Study Bible, the one that I found in the street, and uh, I've been reading it ever since. 
You may use any Baba you wish, of course. Um, I, in gratitude for the many spiritual experiences and miracles and grace that I've been given, we have ongoing Bible readings and we're making our way through the whole New Testament and uh, we're very happy to do so. And I'm just focused on being my real self and carrying the message given to me. I don't have an axe to grind and I'm just uh, trying to do God's will. And that's it. So oh, you're very welcome to be with me every Sunday morning in the Bible study. And we're faithfully doing this. We've made it. We haven't missed a Sunday yet. So we're trying to persevere through. And let's just do our opening prayer together. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And we pray for all the Christians being persecuted worldwide. Their freedom to worship and lives are in jeopardy just because they are Christians. Those whose lives are taken for distorted and evil reason, reasons, we believe they become martyrs. And we pray for those suffering from violence here at home and abroad. We pray for all those who are sick in mind and body, and we pray for those who are lonely and uncomforted. Please, God, forgive us our sins. We pray for those suffering from domestic violence in their own homes, and we also pray that we have freedom from addiction of all kinds, including pornography and other things like that. Please free us, Heavenly Jesus. God, send your mighty Archangel Michael to fight against evil and protect them and all of us and to watch over everyone in the world and help us through our loneliness, our pain, and every other thing that comes against us. God, send your mighty angel, Archangel Michael, to fight against evil abroad and here, and to watch over everyone as we live in a world that has us full of fear and wondering what's going to happen next. Our prayers go to all of those who suffer in the world, including those for and the animals, we can't seem to do justice and the animals who can't speak for themselves. We also pray for the wisdom of our president and the rest of our policymakers. They have many decisions to make, and we are praying for all the countries for problems of suffering all over the world, that we come to some kind of solutions, and we believe the solution is spiritual. Thank you, God, for all of this and everything you've given us and all the bounty we have received. Thank you for all the lessons we have learned. Thank you so much for what you have taken from us and what you have left us and what you're about to give us. And we we believe in that Jesus has died for our sins and that by grace that we're, we are actually going to be in heaven someday. And we have faith for that. And we ask Jesus to bless us and help us grow stronger under his care and everyone there and their families in our prayers. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. And I want to thank everybody that's called in today and everybody that's with us and friends in chat, and um, God bless you all. The call-in number to listen or to ask a question a little later will be 619-924-9744. And uh, I want to wish everybody a happy birthday today, especially my son Micah. He's in Chicago. I love you, son, and I wish you all the best and that you have a prosperous year. And uh, I have a lot of us in our family that have just had birthdays. My grandson, Mark, he had his birthday a couple of days ago. And also my great-grandson, Noah, he had his birthday on the 4th. God bless you all, and I wish you much prosperity and happiness. 
And I also wish my Facebook friends, Savoy Clement Clement, Lisa Bailey, Ashley Kutzershaw, Christopher Bow Bridges, and Ali Muhammad. I wish you all a very blessed and happy birthday and very prosperous year ahead. And if you have a special anniversary or anything like that, just let me know and uh, I'll announce it here. And um, just have to call and let me know, or you can uh, message me on Facebook. Also, if you have a press, special prayer request or positive intention or anything else, just let me know. Now, I'm reading out of my Ryrie Study Bible, but you can do any Bible you wish. And um, I'm, you can go online also to www.biblegateway.com and also www.bibli.com. Now, I just want to remind you that opening music was by Save Vocal Group from the CD Navy Angels by Save. And if you want to order a copy, contact org. And they also are on Facebook, and they do live shows. And uh, you can listen to them for free on YouTube, and they have all kinds of interesting music. And usually it's Gregorian chanting along with Native American instruments. This is pretty beautiful. Now we uh, have finished with uh, Chapter 2 in Ephesians, which was about the body of Christ and that we're saved by grace, and that we're united in one body. And I like what it said uh, last week is that remember that you were talking about Ephesians 2, uh, uh, 12. Uh, Remember that you were at that time separate from Christ and excluded from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers in the covenants of the house of the promise, having no hope. But then on 13, it says, but now in Christ Jesus, who you were formerly far off, have been brought near by the blood of Christ. And you have to remember that that Jesus did die for our sins. And we are all, no matter where we are, we're brought close because of that. So the reading today, it will be Ephesians chapter 3. And so I'm going to do the the uh, summary version of, uh, it's entitled Jailhouse Rock by www.schmoop.com. Thank you, guys. And uh, let's read on. Now, Paul drops a little bombshell in Ephesians 3. Yep, he's in prison. He's been locked up because he's been spreading the good word about Jesus to all the Gentiles. And some folks were not too happy about it. See, there's a mystery afoot. And don't, don't call Sherlock Holmes quite yet, though. It's not that kind of mystery. It's something the world doesn't know about God. He is sort of mysterious. But Paul has cracked the case. He now knows that God always intended to bring the Gentiles into the fold. Good sleuthing there, Paul. How does Paul know this? And God told him. Even though Paul was a lowliest false saint, God entrusted him with the special mission of bringing Jesus to the Gentiles. So really, don't be too bummed that Paul's in jail, he says. It's all worth it because he's doing it in service to the big guy. Anyway, he says a little prayer for you. On top of all of this, Paul says a prayer for the Ephesians. He hopes that God will strengthen them and that Jesus will be part of their hearts every day. Christians should be like plants with roots made of love. Yep, love is a pretty big thing for Paul. That's because Jesus is super loving. In fact, he loves them so much there's no way to really measure it. His love is longer, stronger, higher, and deeper than anyone can even imagine. Amen. That's very beautiful. So now we're going to go to read the Bible. So everybody get your Bible out, and we're going to read Chapter 3. So I'm going to wait a little second while you get ready. Okay, Chapter 3, Equal in the Body. And this is about the, called the mystery. For this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles, 
if indeed you have heard the stewardship of God's grace, which was given to me for you, that by revelation there was made known to me the mystery, as I wrote before in brief. But referring to this, when you read, you can understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which in other generations was not made known to the sons of men, as it was now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets in the Spirit. To be specific, that the Gentiles are fellow heirs and fellow members of the body and fellow partakers of the promise of Christ Jesus through the gospel. Of course, I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which was given to me according to the working of his power. To me, the very least of all saints, this grace was given to preach the Gentiles in the unfathomable riches of Christ and to bring to light that is the administration of the mystery for which ages have been hidden in God, who created all things. Now we're up to 10. So that the manifold wisdom of God might know and be made known through the church of the elders and the authorities of the heavenly places. This was in accordance with the eternal purpose which he carried out in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and confident access to the faith in him. Therefore, I ask you not to lose heart in my tribulations on your behalf, for they are your glory. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with power through the Spirit in the inner man, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and that you will be rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend all that all the saints what is, is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge, to that you may be filled up to all fullness of God. And now to him who is abund- to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think, according to the power that works within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. So he comes he comes to the end of that particular beautiful letter. And now I'm going to read the notes. And we start with uh, stewardship. Paul was entrusted with the message of grace of God as the apostle to the Gentiles. Within the mystery. A mystery was not something mysterious in the modern sense, but something unknown until revealed to the initiated. The mystery spoken here is not that the Gentiles will be blessed, for that was predicted in the Old Testament, but that the Jews and Gentiles will be equal heirs in one body of Christ. This was unknown in the Old Testament prophecy, but was revealed by New Testament apostles and prophets. Other mysteries revealed in the New Testament are found in, and it says a bunch of uh, books and chapters and everything else. Not a comparison, the mystery was not so much revealed in the Old Testament as it is in the New Testament. Rather, it introduces new information, and then the content of the mystery is that the body of Christ, all are fellow heirs, fellow members, and fellow partakers. Now, in, in chapter 3, 7 through 10, Paul here gives his concept of his own mission, and then he noticed that this is God's doing and that he has to make available to all mankind Israel's hope for the Messiah, and that he has to be a theologian and teacher as well as a missionary, that his ministry would even bring angelic beings to see the wisdom of God. Wow. And his plan for the church, our rules and our authorities, and that's, uh, they're taking the note on 121. 
Okay, 313, lose heart. We should not be disheartened because of the trials that come to to others here and in prayer or in doing good or in serving or because of the burdens of life. It says, for this reason, for here Paul resumes with the thought that he began. He says, someday we're going to be completely at home. And then the love of Christ includes all and extends from eternity to eternity, seats us in the heavenlies and teaches us and reaches down to us in our alienated position. And then we go to 320, a doubly compounded word meaning uh, super abundantly. And uh, for, okay, excuse me. So he's saying far more abundantly. And that means a doubly compounded word meaning super, super abundantly. So Jesus and God are generous with us. And the power that works within is, for example, the Holy Spirit. And then that'll bring us up to chapter four, which we'll continue next week. Um, every time we read this, uh, it's just a beautiful, um, incredible mystery to me that's being revealed to us as we learn more and more and more. And uh, we're going to take this up next week with Ephesians chapter four. And let's pick a story out. I've been thinking a lot about this morning and how grateful we are. We had uh, some really rainy, rainy weather, weather, but in California, it's uh, absolutely beautiful after rain, and that's what I'm enjoying today. So I was out there feeding the birds, and the squirrels showed up, and I'm just feeling blessed by everything this morning. And I'm actually feeling blessed that I even woke up, and that's the way I'm feeling today. So let's find a story in our guideposts, as, as we love to read. And um, we're making our way through the Bible. We're making our way through the guideposts. And little by little, persistence really works. So let's see. And getting ready. Okay. So this is a seems to be an interesting one. So this will be the wrong number, right answer by Jesse McGinnis Jones from Forest City, North Carolina. Good morning. February 28, 1992, my granddaughter Melissa fixed my hair at the beauty salon where she works, and I caught up on the local news I had missed during my recent hospital stay. On Valentine's Day, after a spell with my heart, I had had a pacemaker put in. I felt good now, and I was glad to be away from all those doctors and nurses constantly fussing at me. My daughter Rita picked uh, picked me up at 11.30 and ran me back to my trailer. Mama, she said in a way, why don't you come over to my place and I'll fix you a sandwich. And, no, uh -uh, I interrupted her. You already did too much for me. Thank you. I'm fine. Rita was always trying to keep an eye on me, especially since my heart spill. And I didn't want to be rude. And I thought I could look after myself. I wanted to convince my sis kids of that. And I had been a battle just to stay in my trailer. The fact is, at age 80, the more independent I felt, the happier I was. I had been strong all my life, and if anything serious happened, Carolyn, another daughter, right, lived right next door to me. I loved my kids, but I didn't understand what they were all so doggone worried about, and I would let them know if I needed something. I said so long to Rita and thanked her again for her offer of lunch and the ride home. I'll call you later, Mama, she said. Pulling her car away, I struggled and went inside, latching the chain on the door behind me. I wanted to get a little work done around the trailer, but first I had to get out of my blouse. Some hair clippings had caught under the collar, and they were itching like crazy. 
I sat down on my bed and pulled my arm out of the sleeve, then the right. But something was wrong. My arm was stuck. I tried again, but my arm wouldn't move. I was just hanging there. I realized what a shock that the whole right side of my body was limp. Oh, my Lord, am I having a stroke? I reached the phone on the table near the bed, and I couldn't coordinate my movements. It was the most frightening sensation. I was helpless and alone. Carolyn had her grandson for the day and probably wouldn't check on me, especially the way I had been carrying on lately. I managed to slide down on the, onto the floor and tried to kick the table and knock over the phone, but my legs thrashed around uselessly. I finally hooked my left foot around one t- leg table and gave it a jerk, and the phone moved inches. I jerked again a few more inches. Still a long way to go, again. Getting closer, my strength was failing. Just as I got the phone poised to go over the edge of the table, it rang. Carolyn, Rita, oh, my God, better be one of the kids. Two rings, three, four. I struggled desperately to topple the phone. Don't let her hang up. Please let her, please don't let her hang up. I let out a weak cry as I made one last lunge for the table and the phone thudded to the carpet, the receiver landing just inches from my reach. My trembling left hand crept forward, the receiver closer. At last, I held the cool plastic to my ear. Help, I grasped. Help me. There was a silent pause, but then a man's voice hesitantly came on the receiver. What? Help me, please. I need help, I screamed. But this time I heard myself. My words were a horrible slur gargle. With fear and frustration forming in my head, I tried again. Argargar. I'm sorry, I can't understand you. Who is this? The stranger said. I clutched the phone like a lifeline. Please don't hang up. I need you. Are you hurt? Are you sick? Yes, yes, my mind screamed. Then we talked to someone on the other end of the woman's voice came on. Hello, she said. Can we help you? Again, the horrible sounds came out of my mouth, and I was so angry I wanted to throw the phone aside. Yet I knew these people were my only hope. God helped them to help me. The voice was preferred again, and the woman said, We've dialed the wrong number, and um, we don't hang up. I Please help me. Are you, then they said, Are you hurt? Are you sick? Yes, I screamed. Hello, can we help you? And again, the horrible sounds came out of my mouth. God help me. We've dialed the wrong number again. Okay, don't hang up. Listen, please, try not to worry. I promise we'll get help for you. When the line went dead, I felt tears rolling down my cheeks as I pushed the receiver back into its cradle. A terrible silence fell over my trailer. This was how I was going to die. All alone, begging for strangers to help. How could they ever define me? In my living room, there was a a montage of snapshots I put together over the years in a big overflowing frame. Two loving husbands, both whom God had called home. My six children, all their children. Weddings, graduations, births. I wanted to crawl there now so I would be close to them if my time was at hand. Instead, grasping for breath, I rolled back against the bed and berated myself for being so stubborn and foolhardy. All they wanted to do was help me. My thoughts again swim and swirl, and the shrill ringing of the phone snatched me back to reality. Grappling with the receiver, I finally got the mouthpiece closed and made a croaking sound. A woman's voice answered back, This is 911. Thank goodness we reached you. Now I need your help. I'm going to ask you some questions and make only a sound when I'm right. We're going to start with the kind of house you live in. 
She ran through a list of uh, descriptions. Big, red, blue, small, ranch, colonial. No, 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 not a house. I struggled to cry out just in despair. I tried to send the image over the line to her, forcing myself to concentrate. Finally, there was a pause. I know, she cried. You live in a trailer. Yes. We went through the same process of elimination, the part of town on my street, my side of the street. I could hear people in the background rustling through maps in the phone book. Finally came the one question I was waiting to answer. Are you Mrs. Jones of Mount Pleasant Church Road? Thank you, God. Thank you. In a matter of minutes, Carolyn was walking, talking to me through the window while the fireman broke my door open. A short time later in the hospital, doctors confirmed I indeed suffered a minor stroke. This time, I didn't mind them fussing over me as much, and I couldn't have been happier to see all my children and grandchildren fussing over me, too, during the next few days. I bounced right back and out of the hospital inside of a week. The counselor that had been dialed my number were Mark and Paula Pruitt, who had called the police after hanging up with me. They had an idea about how they might misdialed, and 911 took it from there, frantically trying combinations of numbers until they got to me. Today, I am back to normal and enjoying my independence again, but I am not as sensitive as I was about my family looking in on me. They're not trying to run my life. They never were. They were just love me and want to me to be around for a while. I set up an intercom system in my trailer to Carolyn's, and everyone has the keys to my place. We all need one another, kinfolk especially who stick close. Sometimes it might feel like we're stuffed together in one big clan, knocking elbows, knees, and pushing for space like pictures under my frame. But we are all held together by love and by a God who can turn a wrong number into a right one. How beautiful, and God bless her. And I'm so glad that she lived through that. And I want to uh, say a closing prayer to everybody. Um, I hope that we all, in our health, that we're having health challenges, that we're having stress as we uh, try to make a living, as we have uh, prosperity, as we have the opposite of prosperity. Everything, every condition, let's just... Thank God for everything, and thank God as we go into this new year that we have each other, that we're not alone, and let people help each other. And uh, this reminds us to keep our heart open to others and uh, also keep a watch out if somebody else is in need. And my mother did have a stroke uh, last year, and my mother is 80, the same age as the lady in the story, by coincidence. And uh, my mother did recover but I did have to go up and talk to her, and I told my mother, I said, I used to, I was reading her Bible, I brought my Bible, and I had Bible studies with her every day, and I also told my mom, you know, please, mom, you have to link up your feet with your, your head, because I could tell that uh, her mind wasn't reaching her feet at that time, but my mom did make a total recovery, and now she's moving out of state, she's moving to Texas, and where she would be, my sister will be moving there too with her husband, and they're buying a place out there, so... I wish all of them all the best, and I love everybody, and God bless you all, and I really appreciate everything. And let's see about a little meditation I have for today. And uh, I'm going to find this in one of my little books and uh, for January 10th. Here's our meditation for today. Great Spirit, help me never to judge another until I have walked in his moccasins for two weeks. And this is a Sioux Indian prayer. How many times do we need we we do we need, see somebody who dresses or acts differently? 
How do we usually react to such a person? Do we stare or make a comment to someone next to us? Meetings are excellent places to come in contact with those who come from different backgrounds. Do we greet each other when we greet with care and attention, or do we pass judgments and make jokes? Our higher power has given us a diverse background and personality. Some of us have known incredible hardship and handicap. Some of us had limited education. Some of us live in crowded spaces. But some of us had opportunities. Some of us were head of an educational degree. Some of us live in large homes. Yet, there is any one of us who is better than another? If we are prone to judge or to criticize, tonight we will decide to take this, this first steps towards silence. We need to stop encouraging criticism towards others. Remember that education and economics do not make someone better. We are the same no matter how much or how little we have. And I have learned not to judge others. That's the meditation. So let's say our closing prayer together after a moment of silence. For those of us out there that are still suffering. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change and the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. And with all of this, I wish you all the best, and my prayers are with you, and thank you for joining Sacred Sunday, and please come back next week. And in closing, may God bless and keep you in his loving arms so that you may have the strength to face whatever is ahead. Remember, you're never alone. I love you, and may your best dreams come true, and true love live in your heart. And remember to message me if you have any concerns or prayers for requests or any discuss anything, you know where to reach me and by my friends and happy trails to you. You're the best. Love you very much. Amen.
Oh, oh.